0: Welcome to the 2023 World PICU Awareness Week podcast on sepsis. Created by the European Society of Pediatric Neonatal Intensive Care and promoted by the World Federation of Pediatric and Critical Care Societies. Each episode will host a short interview with key European opinion leaders on preventing and managing pediatric sepsis in PICU and NICU. Hello, I'm Dr. Nilüfer Yalında
1: Öztürk. The chief of the pediatric critical care and a professor of pediatrics at Marmara University School of Medicine in Istanbul, Turkey. I will be your host for this episode. The topic of today's podcast is sepsis management in natural disasters. And I will be speaking with Dr. Enar Char Dinleyici, the head of the pediatric critical care and a professor of pediatrics at Osman Gazi University, Faculty of Medicine in Eskisehir, Turkey. Dr. Dineji is also a well-known pediatric infectious disease expert and the chair of the sepsis working group in Turkish Society of Pediatric Emergency and uh, Intensive Care. Welcome, Enar. It's such a pleasure to have you here today.
0: Thank you, Dilper. It's my pleasure, too.
1: Early this year in February, two major earthquakes occurred in Turkey, affecting 11 major cities and the neighboring Syrian provinces, and more than 50,000 people died. Let's start with a definition, ask What is a natural disaster?
0: Yes, Nindifar. Disaster is a major disturbance of a community or society that surpasses its ability to cope with extensive human, material, economic, or environmental laws and impacts. These disasters mainly due to natural hazards like Flutes, storms, earthquake, avalanche, hurricane is a long list. When we call natural disaster, natural disaster is the negative impact following an actual occurrence of listed natural hazards in the event that is significantly harms the community. We're talking about today about the mainly earthquake. Earthquake disasters are found to be the second most reported natural disasters after Fluid and storms, approximately 8% of the all uh, natural disasters, and the first among the geophysical disasters. Normally, earthquakes by themselves rarely kill people during the earthquake per- period, but it is usually the secondary events related with the earthquakes, such as building collapse, fires, to tsunamis regarding the geographical area, and the health problems related to uh, earthquakes may cause that. Despite the low percentage of earthquakes in worldwide total number of disasters, earthquakes are among the deadliest events that can also cause mega disasters with tens of thousands of human casualties, injured, homeless people in affected areas. Firstly, during my speech, I prefer to say that many of these can possibly be awaited by better construction, safety systems, early warning and planning, including healthcare systems.
1: Thanks, Enel. As we know, natural disasters are known to cause early or late casualties. Disaster-triggered sepsis is a late cause of mortality. Please tell us about the risk factors and the expected time frame for infections and sepsis after natural disasters.
0: Yes, Mister. earthquake may result with causalities, and we can classify it as instantaneous, rapid, or delayed. Very early periods are caused by severe crashing skull, uh, chest injuries, resulting external or internal hemorrhage. Rapid causalities occur with minutes and hours are attributed to asphyxia from dust inhalation or chest compression, hypovolemic shock, or exposure to harsh environmental conditions. Delayed causalities, including sepsis, occur within days and are attributed to day hypothermia, hyperthermia, crash syndrome, and we discussed today extensively due to infections. Natural disasters can increase the risk for the disease transmission. Natural disasters impact medical treatment through the loss of medicine, damage to healthcare Systems damage to hospitals, healthcare facilities, and reduce the emergency capacity. The occurrence of sporadic cases, sometimes outbreaks and epidemics of infectious disease have been seen and reported. Infectious disease may appear during the post impact phase, uh, which lasts for four days to four weeks, and we observe sepsis in the same time period. And we need to highlight that because of the social, political, and cultural context of many places through the world, women, including the pregnant ones, and children are often disproportionately affected by the disasters. And last note, the earthquakes have formed ideal condition for the occurrence of the infectious disease during the post-disaster period, but magnitude of the earthquakes is an important factor affected, related with the infections, especially the earthquakes greater than 5.6, mainly above 7, is uh, related with the increased number of infections and increased number of sepsis.
1: You mentioned the increased need, but reduced capacity of medical support during major disasters. Could you please tell us about the factors related with the risks of infection and
0: sepsis? Yes, as I mentioned before, the earthquakes is a form ideal que- conditions for infectious disease and infectious disease transmission. Infectious disease complications related with earthquakes are mainly related with structural damage to critical healthcare infrastructure, including hospitals, emergency care service, causing delayed management and treatment of severe infectious disease cases. We, sometimes we miss the early antibiotic therapy t- period. Limited time for preparedness of evacuation regarding the scale of the earthquakes or the uh, geographical area. Severely injured earthquake survival highly exposed to high pathogen densities in soil and water. Season uh, depends on the sometimes in the summer season related with the hot uh, weather. And in our uh, latest earthquake uh, during the winter and the cold weather might affect this uh, situation. Prolonged physical exposure to uh, an inhalation, the dust clouds, contaminated water is related with respiratory problems and also waterborne related disorders. And after the earthquake, high population density, overcrowding in emergency shelter and evacuation camps, poor living condition, heating and ventilation problems, lack of clean water, contamination of water supplied might related with the infectious disease. This is a very long list. I need to highlight that. And there's, uh, we observe that shortage of personal hygiene items or shortage of food supplies. Uh, These acute medications or the person who use chronic medications, they can no chance to receive their chronic medications related with, the, with their chronic disorders. Exposure to vectors and rodents regarding the geographical area, also regarding the seasons and some vulnerable age groups as i mentioned before children and pregnant women including elderly people disabled uh, people also the patients with chronic disorders and uh, for infectious disease the post earthquake area is a very good condition for close contact with index case for highly transmissible disease like tuberculosis or sometimes very contagious disease like measles influenza and if the society have low vaccine-preventable, low coverage of vaccine-preventable disease, especially for tetanus or measles, influenza or hepatitis A, this would increase the uh, infectious disease uh, numbers. And also the last point, we, if the healthcare uh, workers' uh, education and training are not appropriate or poor education and training, may affect the first response to the uh, disaster area and uh, especially the increased number of infectious diseases.
1: Uh, So can we classify the infections as water, food, respiratory borne and wound infections and others?
0: Yes. Wetterborne and foodborne infections are commonly reported infectious disease after all natural disasters, not earthquakes. After the storms or tornado or avalanche, and we well known that these infectious disease, mainly in infectious viral diarrhea, including rotavirus or norovirus. Uh, cholera is an important microorganism after earthquake. There are a lot of reports after the Haiti earthquake about the cholera. And salmonella, shigella infections, protozoal infections, including like uh, including giardia. And viral hepatitis is an uh, issue during the earthquake period, especially the fecal oral route transmission is very important for hepatitis A and hepatitis E. For this reason, this infection may be seen. And it's very important that we observe these infections in earthquake survivors, but uh, we observe these infections about uh, among the rescue team and healthcare personals too, because they work in this area. This is very crowded area. There are a lot of they have limited water supply and food supply. After water and foodborne infections, the second important infections is the upper respiratory tract and no respiratory tract infections, upper and lower respiratory tract infections. This is we observe these infections after the short term periods after the earthquake. We observe these infections, especially children below five years of age. This is the main target group for these infections. Pneumonia is an important problem after earthquakes and affects the children as well as ed- elderly above sixty five years old. And regarding the seasonal period for the northern hemisphere, if the earthquake, we observed earthquake in between October to March, we have a chance to see increased number of influenza cases. And tuberculosis is an important infection because there is a close contact with the index case in the crowd. And some reports show that the increased number of tuberculosis after uh, earthquake period. And as I mentioned before, regarding the geography, we can observe some vector-borne disease like malaria. In our country, we observed cutaneous leishmaniasis in the southeastern part of Turkey, typhus, And uh, in Latin America, after earthquake, they observed Zika virus infection. Scavius is an important problem during the earthquake area. It's mainly related with, the, as again, crowded conditions. Invasive meningococcal infections is a very important, is a rare but serious infectious disease, is an important cause of community acquired sepsis, especially in children below five years of age and also in adolescent period. And these infections might be seen after earthquake. There are uh, two reports about the small outbreaks related with the earthquakes in a previous earthquake period. And the last point is a wound infection. It's very important for the intensive care specialist because majority of the patients transfer to intensive care units with multiple tract fractures and a lot of uh, multi-organ injury and with crash syndrome. And these infections mainly related with gram-negative and gram-positive microorganisms, mainly antibiotic resistance microorganisms, And we also observed in we don't prefer to observe in intensive care unit, but if we the, uh, the low vaccine coverage for tetanus vaccine, we will observe tetanus and also gas gangrene cases in our intensive care unit.
1: Thanks. Um, as we know, any infections can lead to sepsis, right? And septic shock in a vulnerable host. What type of challenges are expected in recognition of sepsis in natural disasters, Ener?
0: Yes, we have some challenges. Sepsis, as I mentioned before, is the complication of the recovery phase after the four days, the four weeks period. There may be a risk of missing early signs of sepsis in child as families break up or are missing or dead. This is a very important issue. There are a lot of children who have missed their parents during the earthquake and we have no chance to define early signs and symptoms Due to the fact that health institutions, healthcare facilities, and health workers are also affected by the earthquake themselves and their children, their parents uh, may be also affected. And the first hour, which is the most valuable time period for patients patient in sepsis, uh, we can miss this opportunity because all sepsis guidelines, including that the first hour is a gold hour, is very important to start to flu and start to antibiotics. And during the earthquake, we can miss this uh, gold hour uh, opportunity. Patients may need to be transferred or to other health institutions because the uh, earthquake... And early diagnosis and treatment of sepsis missed during this condition. And also uh, in the epicenter of the earthquake, there may be limitations in health equipment, especially fluids, inotropes, antibiotics, or other. In earthquake condition, traumatic injuries mainly occurred. And these traumatic injuries also disrupt the balance of the immune system and increase the infectious complication as well as sepsis, especially in children also in adults. And we well know that approximately 7% of the wound infections were polymicrobial, including gram-negative, gram-positive, sometimes anaerobic pathogens. And these gram negative pathogens are mainly resistant to commonly used antibiotics. And during the outbreaks, uh, during the earthquake period, uh, isolation of multidrug resistant bacteria and hospital acquired nosocomial infections were observed. It's mainly related with, to severe injury, traumas, long hospitalization. And uh, these patients have also acute renal failure and also have immune dysfunction. Uh, the selection of appropriate antibiotics can greatly enhance the effectiveness of early specific treatment and prevent serious complication of wounds in future natural hazards. Last point is a crash syndrome. Crash syndrome can lead to prolonged hospitalization and associated with increased risk of subsequent infection and sepsis. Sepsis and wound infection uh, were common in patients, children and adults requiring fasciotomy or amputation, and comparing to patients who did not undergo this kind of procedures. In our intensive care unit, we prefer to use vascular catheters, urinary catheters, and these also increase the infectious risk. And long-term stays is an important factor, especially for nosocomial infections. And we need to highlight that Again, sepsis and wound infections were more common in patients with fasciotomy and amputation. For this reason, we mainly focus this patient and we follow up this patient regularly for sepsis, for invasive infection, also nosocomial infections.
1: Does sepsis management differ from usual in disaster conditions? How is it managed?
0: No, absolutely no. In Definition and management is the same, however, however, this is not possible because regarding the, I uh, listed a lot of uh, problems, challenges during the earthquake periods. But uh, we need to prepare some um, plans for disasters, uh, before or after disasters, and establishment of a proper infectious disease surveillance system, including syndromic tests for infections, nasopharyngeal. Uh, gastrointestinal cerebrospinal fluids, including sepsis panels, not only for main pathogens, including bacteria, virus, and fungal pathogens. A syndromic test is very important during this uh, period. Rapid identification of index cases is very important, and we need to isolate these patients for prevention of the transmission for invasive meningococcal disease, or tuberculosis, or multi-drug resistance bacteria. and. We need to maintain amounts of bottle of uh, clean water and we need to dry food should be available. Adequate ventilation is very important during the winter. Heating is important and during the summer season air conditioning is very important. Personal protective equipment for healthcare personnel, including face masks, disposable gloves and disinfectants very important during this time and these decrease the prevention of respiratory tract infections. And sometimes mosquito nets and inspect repellents for malaria uh, should be distributed when the geographical area is a high risk for the malaria cases. And appropriate pharmaceutical material and effective vaccines should be available in sufficient quantities. I highlighted that. Measles vaccines, if vaccine coverage is very low, tetanus vaccine is very important, hepatitis A vaccine is very important, and meningococcal vaccine, if you observed an outbreak with small sporadic cases, you can you need the vaccinated close contact person immediately. Highlighted that appropriate plans for prevented infectious disease outbreaks, both before and natural disasters, is very important. We need to highlight preparedness for prevention of infectious disease if possible, before the disasters. if possible, before the earthquakes.
1: Mm-hmm. And finally, what is our experience in Turkey? Are there any data regarding infections and sepsis after the 1999 Georgic earthquake and the most recent February 2023 earthquake, NR?
0: I'm very sad that uh, my country uh, have a lot of earthquake experience, bad experience with earthquakes. The Mark Mara earthquake occurred in 17 August 1999, in Marmara region affects a lot of cities, including Istanbul, Kocaeli, and Sakarya and uh, surrounding cities. After 99 Marmara earthquakes, acute gastroenteritis, Shigella infection, hepatitis A and hepatitis E infection have been reported. Uh, these infections might be related with the hot feather condition because these earthquakes uh, have been reported in August 1999. The aerial disease increased gradually three days after the quake and decreased normally expected to level a month later. And there are a lot of reports about the wound infection. Wound infection has been also commonly seen, mainly the gram-negative bacteria. And uh, these reports have uh, highlighted that Acinetobacter, baumannii, E. coli, Klebsiella pneumonia, and Stenophromonas maltophilia are important pathogens for uh, these infections. And gram-positives, uh, including Staphylococci, might be responsible for these infections. During the 99 murmur earthquake, also uh, tularemia due to francisella tularensis have been uh, reported. There is a good report about the effects of the earthquake uh, on infectious disease and also in sepsis. Uh, data from 35 hospitals shows that uh, 35% of hospitalized patients due to renal failure had infectious complications after the 99 earthquake. Sepsis and wound infections were the main presentation of infectious complications. Most most of the infections were nosocomial origin, and uh, these studies highlighted that vascular catheters, urinary catheters, and long-term stays in intensive care units may also increase susceptibility to nosocomial infections. Uh, as I mentioned before, non-fermenting gram-negative bacilli, including Pseudomonas enterobacter, gram-positive cocci, Staphylococcus Staphylococcus aureus, Enterobacteria is responsible. And if the patient's requiring long-term stay in the intensive care unit in use, you have, it, you have a chance to see uh, fungal infections, yeast-like fungi infections for uh, these patients. These patients who suffered from this kind of bacteria, or as well as sepsis, had a higher mortality rate. And uh, regarding the reports uh, after the 1919 earthquake, it shows that 22% of the patients died due to sepsis, uh, despite of all supportive therapies. Unfortunately, this year, in February 6th and then after seven, two major earthquakes occurred in the south uh, part of Turkey, Affecting more than eleven major cities in Turkey and also affects the neighboring Syrian province. The magnitudes of the first earthquake, is seven point eight, and day later second earthquake comes in seven point six uh, on the Richter scale. The affected area was so wide geographically. Uh, affected a lot of peoples in all Turkey not only the geographical area. All uh, Turkish people are affected these earthquakes. And unfortunately, as I mentioned before, more than 50,000 people died due to earthquakes. Advanced health ter- services were provided in hospitals which were not severely damaged, but we well know that some hospitals have no chance to give healthcare this, uh, healthcare. Systems. For this reason, m- m- uh, mobile medical teams were established in each town in Hatay, Gaza, Adana, Kahraman, Marash, Adyaman. Uh, Ministry of Health starts a syndromic surveillance for infectious disease, including gastroenteritis, and also uh, built an earthquake outbreak management laboratory network for if they index one case, they evaluated the surrounding area for smaller outbreaks or epidemia. In the first day after the earthquakes, there are a lot of people requiring surgical interventions, including amputations, fasciotomies, or open-close fracture interventions. And the majority of the patients after initial stabilization were transferred uh, with the flight to different cities, including Ankara and Istanbul. In Turkey, before the earthquake, although overall overall tetanus vaccination is high, approximately for children 99%, the injured people were directly vaccinated. It divorced after the hospitalization if they have have trauma or uh, fractures. Uh, Regarding the sepsis or infectious disease or nosocomial infections, uh, there are no publications yet. We uh, Nilfer also are, are so aware, here, and I'm also aware that there are a lot of patients requiring renal replacement therapies, amputations, and some surgical intervention. But uh, during the last two months, majority of the healthcare system mainly focused on establishment of routine healthcare procedures, and maybe in next months, uh, some centers collect the data for sepsis and infections, and we will see the effects of these latest two big earthquakes on the infectious disease in our population.
1: Enaj, that was a great overview of disaster-triggered infections and the management. Thank you for joining us today. And this concludes today's podcast.
0: Thank you.